Star Tribune's Prep Sports Podcast has been brought to you by France and Bank and Trust. Hello. Thanks for joining us. This is Jim Paulson, Star Tribune, with my colleague David Levesque for what is turning out to be the season-ending version of uh, the preps, our preps podcast, Talking Preps. Um, the uh, Most of the high school season is now complete. Um, we had spring sports. A lot of the tournaments happened last week. We can talk a little bit about those today. And we're going to wrap up the high school league year that was, because this was as tumultuous and as newsworthy as any season that the high school league and high school sports has had in a long, long time. Um, it wasn't always fun. It was painful at times, but hey, everybody got through it. We had state tournaments in the spring that seemed very much uh, like they had been in the past um, prior to 2020. And it seems like we're getting back to a sense of normalcy. And I think that's what people wanted to see. So, um, David, you can tell me your th- uh, thoughts on uh, the spring sports season. What did you see this past week that stood out to you? I was doing all of the lacrosse coverage semifinals and finals over at Stillwater High School. And it was a bit unusual on the girls' side because Blake, you know, one of the two powers of girls lacrosse, didn't make the state tournament this year. And Eden Prairie, the other, the yin and the, the, the yang to the yin or the yin to the yang, depending on how you want to look at it for girls lacrosse, for lacrosse powers, they got knocked out in the quarterfinals. And so you had a very fresh Final Four feel. And, um, and it, you know, it went up with, uh, went out rather with, with Prior Lake uh, repeating as champions. And repeating is kind of funny to say because they're repeating their 2019 championship because there was no 2020 opportunity, but that's still, I think that's still a repeat champ. Don't you? They're the last, last team to win. Yeah, absolutely. There you go. Um, took three years, but they repeated twice. <laughs> uh, and then on the boys side, <clears throat> excuse me, it took a decade, but Benilde St. Margaret's uh, finally won another championship. And, and I think they did it in the most satisfying way possible. If you're a red Knights player, coach or fan, they beat the boys team from prior Lake who had beaten them the past uh, two championships in 2018 and 2019. So if you can come back and you can square all the accounts like that and win in the no doubt fashion that Benil did, that's satisfying as hell. So uh, hats off to, to all the lacrosse teams and hats off to the crowds. I, they, I think they announced 1100 uh, for, for Saturday's uh, boys final, but whether you're talking boys or girls, I thought the, the, the you know, most of the fans are on one side of the stadium at Stillwater. I thought it looked great. I thought the crowds were loud. They were into it. They were, they were a good number. Uh, you talked a minute ago about normalcy. Uh, it, felt, it felt like old times, uh, other than the fact that it was at Stillwater versus Chanhassen or Minnetonka. It felt like old times, and it was a good feeling. You know, that is something that needs to be brought up, is that in general, I thought the crowds for – virtually every state tournament we had this spring were um, pretty robust and people were excited to be back and watching state tournaments again. I know that the high school league at their board of directors meeting on June 1st had hoped that people would come back to the, uh, the tournaments after missing them last year. I think they got everything they could have hoped for. He said a lot of people at uh, uh, lacrosse, I saw tons of people watching the boys tennis tournament. Um, the week earlier in blazing heat sitting outside at prior Lake high school um, more than I think you would see would have seen at the uh, uh, baseline tennis center. I, th- I thought softball 
was I've covered softball uh, many years down in Caswell Park in Mankato, uh, North Mankato. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> was very was uh, as 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 uh, um, well attended for the championship day as I've ever seen, and the championship games four in one day, and it was um, packed, and there were people moving all over the place. The, the high school league was trying to socially distance people at all. That was not happening. There was just too many people there. And baseball, we had good crowds uh, over at, uh, at least for championship day, over at Target Field. Although sometimes it's difficult to see how good the crowds are because during the middle of the day, when it's 90 degrees outside, most of those fans are sitting underneath the shade uh, and going back toward the concourses. But by the time the the final game happened, uh, the Class 4A championship between Farmington and Park of Cudge Grove, the lower... uh, um, set of stands down the baselines and behind home plate were largely filled. So I, hats off to the crowds for welcoming spring sports back. Uh, I think people did that enthusiastically, and that's a good sign for sports moving forward. Yeah, I'd agree. I'd agree. Um, one of the, you, you did uh, you do any track over the weekend? Uh, no, no. It's, this year. In, in normal circumstances, track, I think, was the first weekend in June, and I would be all over that on a Friday and a Saturday. And then the following week, you would have lacrosse, golf, baseball. Uh, a lot of that was on top of one another this year. And so uh, Christina Long, our very capable summer intern, she had track taken care of up at St. Michael Albertville. Uh, we saw Maddie Darlene from Edina take, what, the one, the two, and the four. Uh, all the fastest days. girl in the state by far. That's that's incredible. And she had people gunning for her. Uh, she had Alexis Pratt in one of the sprints. She had, I mean, she, there were people after her and she took on all comers. So that's off to Maddie. And, and who's also a tremendous soccer player for yep. Edina. So there's just so few of us, two sports stars left, Jim. So good for her. <laughs> <laughs> and, and she's so good at soccer as well. She's committed. Oh yeah. North Carolina. That's. Oh Yeah. Uh, a significant uh, women's soccer program. That, that's no small uh, potatoes there. So and she's a tremendous athlete, Maddie Bellinas. And um, she's been doing it for years now, and she still has another year to go. Next year you can go out and, and see uh, if she can even be better than she was. Um, and so, yeah, they're, 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 it, was a, it was a pretty uh, decent track year, I guess. There's Gabe Smith at Prior Lake won a couple of long-distance races, um, 3,200 and 1,600. Uh, the 3200 on the opening day. Um, so it's, it was good to see that they actually got the track meet going and they got it underway. And, and it, it, it seemed like it went just fine smoothly at St. Michael Albertville high school. Um, There's a school district with tremendous facilities for everything they have. It's, you could do worse than go to St. Michael Albertville high school. Um, I was over at, uh, I was at softball, like I said, down in, uh, in North Mankato on Wednesday I saw a girl from Rosemount, Paige Zender, um, hit a grand slam that basically sealed the deal for Rosemount beating Forsyth in the Class 4A championship game. Congratulations to her. Uh, I saw Rose, uh, Randolph, a team of one a team in Southern Dakota County that has been uh, on the cusp of being a state champion. Or they, were, they were third place. Years. They were third place in 2018 and 2019. Yep, and missed 2020, and they actually thought maybe their window of opportunity might be closing because they had lost a number of girls this year, but they had their two stall- stalwarts back, pitcher Morgan Adi and catcher uh, um, Megan, Megan Erickson. 
and they dominated everybody. I think I think Adi ended up uh, ten no hitters. I think this season and gave up a total of six hits in three state tournament games, and they won their the the uh, town's first state championship, the school's first state championship in class one a uh, softball. So congratulations to Randolph, and also I guess to uh, Becker and Lissar Anderson for winning state championships as well. Uh, then I went to baseball on Friday and saw an absolutely amazing pitching performance by a kid from Glencoe Silver Lake who looks like he'd be more um, comfortable with his long hair and his kind of headbangers hair. I called it um, a flying out of his cap. Uh, it looks like he'd be better off um, at a rock and roll show uh, with a black, um, black Sabbath t-shirt or something on. Uh, but man, he was great. He throws fastballs in the, you know, mid to upper eighties. His control was fantastic. His name is Drew Hedke. He pitched, he started every game in the tournament for Glencoe Silver Lake in class 2A, but they got big leads in the first two games. So they took him out early, saved him for the uh, uh, championship game. And he was dominant one hit and 11 strikeouts, no walks, barely threw a ball um, to anybody. And uh, they beat uh, Bell playing 10 to nothing in the, uh, in the class 2A championship game. And then Farmington, had to hang on for their uh, lives to beat Park of Cottage Grove in the uh, Class 4A championship game, and a game in which Farmington would get to take a lead. Park would come back and rally and tie it. Farmington take a lead. Park would rally again. Um, and Park almost came back from six runs in the seventh inning. Uh, they scored four in the seventh and had the, the game-winning run at, uh, at home plate batting when the final out uh, was recorded. So... Uh, congratulations to Farmington for winning their first state championship in baseball. Two uh, spring sports that uh, um, very much are back to normal where we want to see them. Yeah, that yeah, was good. Good ending. Good ending. A lot of a lot of highlights all around. This year, now it's time to look at the entire year. This is our, our final podcast. It's time to wrap up this entire year. Suffice it to say, it was newsworthy without uh, without question. Probably, I think we wrote the, uh, the initials MSHSL more in uh, this year than we ever have. And um, there's so much going on away from the field of play. David, what, what can you look at this season and take out of this year? That was so tumultuous. Um, and it, it started off with uh, nobody sure we were even going to be able to play. And it ended off, like we said, with the spring state tournaments that were very close to normal. Well, the the arc of the year for me can be wrapped up in the reinforcing of how much games matter to players and to coaches. And uh, because I was personally, you're relegated to all these Zoom meetings. You're 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 worried about the financial health of the high school league. You're worried about how will seasons look and will there be tournaments and so. You know, and 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 it got to be pretty deflating professionally, frankly. And so by the time you got to the games, uh, you're kind of exhausted. But you know, the teams would remind you how much it means to them, and and those kids and their energy and their enthusiasm was infectious. And and it started back in the in the fall, uh, being there, which which kind of became the de facto six uh, a championship game in football when when uh, St. Michael Albertville traveled to Lakeville South and South won in 14 to three. There was no state football tournament so that that had the section matchups had like that had to suffice and then 
I think about the winter and Eden Prairie boys hockey winning the turn state tournament double overtime. And you look at the guy that scored Jackson Blake and he's, he's in tears and he's hugging his coaches and he's, it, it clearly meant a lot to him and the weight of the moment. And then you go right up to the spring and there's a great picture that's circulating by Mark Vidston. Now Mark is a designer extraordinaire for the star tribune. He also moons light moonlights is a very strong photographer uh, typically for Sports Engine, which is the entity that uh, provides the hubs that, that all of you click on and go to and, and see great content and great statistics. He had a, a shot of a of Stewartville runner who helped an exhausted competitor from Eden Valley Watkins off the track. And not only did she physically help lift her up, but then she points to the scoreboard showing the results from the race and the kid that she helped up beat her and she was still ecstatic. <laughs> Uh, Maya Peterson of Stewartville is the, is the one that, that, that picked the, te- the girl up and, and pointed to the scoreboard. And that was Ellie, uh, Ellie Cushel or Cushel of, of Eden Valley Watkins, uh, was the girl that, uh, the other girl involved in it. And it just became, it's just a wonderful photo, uh, very symbolic of all that can be right with the uh, high school sports. And really for me, uh, emotionally just put a, that was, that was the, the, the bookend of the season. And that, again, says, hey, this, this matters. And these kids battled their hearts out. And, and uh, that, that's what I'll take from it as, as we go forward is, is that enduring joy and dedication of the athletes. Uh, it picked up jaded sports writers this year, too. You know, I, I see what you're saying about the, the picture and those type of pictures are really uplifting and they really um, drive home the point of the sportsmanship and the camaraderie and what you can gain the importance of high school sports. I know that during the season, uh, there was a lot of comments about the high school and comments about the season. And, and a lot of people thought that uh, you see a lot of people thinking that take sports out of the high schools and put them into the club model like they do in Europe. Um, I can't think of anything more misguided and a, a worse idea than the idea of taking, high, taking sports out of the high schools. While there are a lot of issues you can, um, point to and say, wish we didn't have that. We, this didn't happen. High school sports, not only is teaches so many lessons and we've all heard about what those are. Those are, those come at you constantly. But the thing I've, I've always thought about sports in the high schools and extracurriculars in general is that they connect kids to their schools for whatever they're doing. And, and that sort of connection is vital to most kids to feel alive and, and, a sense of ownership and a sense of pride in the place that they go to school. And there's only so much you can do uh, by getting good grades in calculus. And though that's to be something to be said for those, a lot to be said for that, have something that brings you together with the kids in the people in your school to represent your school, to wear that name on, on the front of your Jersey or the, or the back of your t-shirt or whatever you're wearing. That's, that's so important to have that opportunity. Uh, to do that for your schools. And that's why whenever I hear anyone, anyone say we need to take athletics and extracurriculars out of the school, I, I, want, I want to call them up on the phone and say, you are so misguided. You are missing the point completely. And when you see things like that picture that Mark Vinsta took, um, how these kids do learn these lessons and how they show through. And there's so many of these instances that happen that we don't get photos of. Um, I think that that's, that's a good message for everybody and why we need extracurriculars and sports and why the high school league, I thought for all the flaws that they have, believe it or not, they, they can, there's some flaws they have. They can be a little bit blustery sometimes and, and uh, they have uh, kind of a lack of uh, self-awareness at times, but high school league 
worked their butts off this year to get this, uh, get the seasons back for all these kids to get kids a chance to actually play these sports and have those connections back with their schools and their friends and their teammates um, that are so vital to uh, everything that they're doing. So uh, hats off to the high school league for the effort that they put in to make sure everybody had a season of some sort this year when there were times when it looked like we might not have one. And, and uh, in closing, uh, hats off to the activities directors at these high schools. They were caught in between the CDC, the MDH, the high school league, and the parents and the athletes. And and they had to, under normal, under normal circumstances, it's tough to get a bus sometimes. It's tough to get officials. It's tough to do a number of things. And they had to revamp some of the pro, a lot of the protocols to, to get these games off safely. They were on the front lines. And I thought they did a masterful job of, of making this thing work. And as one of them said uh, along the line, I'm glad this season happened. I don't want to ever go through something like that. Oh, here, here. That uh, I'm, I'm with you on that. They're uh, the unsung heroes, the athletic directors. Congratulations to all the work they put in this year as well. I agree with you. David, I think that wraps it up for the 2021 high school athletic season. Um, thanks for joining us throughout the year. I hope we didn't bore you too much. I hope we said some things that uh, got you thinking, and I hope we brought up some issues that you may not have known. Um, we'll be back again, probably, I'm guessing, sometime in mid-August to start in on the next school year that we hope will be a lot more similar to a normal high school athletic season. Uh, until then, thanks for being with us. Have a great summer. <laughs>